Drink my beer still. Oh, man, I already hit record. See? So, this is another episode. BFF. This guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, I almost cracked. No, hold on. We're not cracking. Are we cracking? Oh, hold on. I thought we were cracking. I thought okay, you were getting ready to crack over the cracking. Here we go. Here we go. Beer fishing fanatic. And by the way, um, I made it a uh, distinct effort not to say we're not sponsored by this beer again because, you know, so everybody knows I've been editing a lot of uh, our podcast and I happen to say we're not sponsored by this beer. We're not sponsored by this beer every freaking episode. So I'm not going to say that. I'm doing Westo Cocoa Chocolate Stout. I did this one before. I think, didn't I get? I think so. Yeah. And the reason why I'm doing it again is because I need dessert. And it's damn good. What are you drinking, man? I am drinking Blue Moon by Blue Moon Brewing Company. How clever. <laughs> kind of like, my name's Kit, and I'm fishing Kit. <laughs> well, cheers to that. Fishing Kit and Blue Moon yeah. and Westo. So, by the way, Westo, Ogoboji. Did we talk about that before? Oh, I don't think we have, like, actual, like, the lakes. I mean, we can jump in that real quick before. So we live in central Iowa, but if anyone ever gets a chance to come to Iowa, I you know, I, I highly recommend going to Okoboji. They have, whether open water or ice fishing, I think we went up there to ice fish, and we got a bunch of cabins. I had a lot of family come here from Colorado, Definitely recommend it. It's it's a great place to take even your family. I think um, having those cabins and places to stay out there. They even have indoor water for you know water park over there, so that's pretty cool. Um, but we definitely got on some some good fish out there. I think it's just a great time if anybody ever gets a chance to go to Ogoboji, Lake Lake Ogoboji in north northwest Iowa, right? Yeah, the Iowa Great Lakes as they're known, is a chain of lakes in northwestern Iowa. Yep. I think they have, what, Spirit Lake, and yeah, they have a, they have all kinds of, well, the type of fishy, if you're going to catch up there, or everything from crappie, walleye, yellow bass, of course, uh, perch, uh, bluegills, and if you, I mean, when we went up there to ice fish, I mean, we were targeting yellow bass, and if you never have done yellow bass fishing, check out fishing kits channel and it he has several i think you have several episodes of yellow bass and you can see the reasoning why we chase the yellow bass it's because of once you get on top of a school it's amazing yeah it's fun they're uh they're a polarizing fish people either hate them or love them yeah i mean i think i mean they're considered invasive so i mean it help i mean it it stunts the growth of specific fish too, I think, right? Because of the way they reproduce or, or something like that. I don't, I'm, I'm not hundred percent sure. If, if they're, uh, they are considered invasive in most of uh, Iowa's waters, but you know, left unchecked, they can take over Lake easy. But if you keep their numbers under control, kind of like how Clear Lake handles it, then they can, I think they're, they're pretty vital to Clear Lake. Like that's part of Clear Lake's, draw is people go there for yellow bass like i said iowa has plenty of lakes we'll we'll talk about them more um like kid was just talking about clear lake is i think north like central north like literally up 
the, the 35. So, so you got Ogoboji Northwest, you got Clear Lake directly north of central Iowa, but catching those fish, especially the yellow bass, I think what comes into play is presentation. We were talking about this earlier before we even started this podcast is, hey, what are we going to talk about today? Kit wanted to talk about presentation. Like, what do you do with a specific lure? How do you move it around? How do you, Kit, your go-to, okay, you're going to go fish. Let's say right now you're going to go fish. I want to go look for wipers. I know that's one of your favorite types of fish to fish for. You're going to go fish for wipers. What are you going to, number one, type of lure, number, or number, number two, what kind of presentation, what kind of hook, what kind of jig set, you know, you know what I'm saying? What kind of line, what do you do when you're going to go fish for a wiper right now? All right. Before I answer that, uh, let me ask you. So when you hear a presentation, what do you think about? What does presentation mean to you? Um, presentation. I think it's the way the fish is going to see what they want to eat. So to me, the, when you say, okay, you have this lure, the presentation is the way it moves, the way, you know, how big it is, all that all comes into play. So that's what I think what the presentation is, because does that look like something that I want to eat if I was a fish? Okay. So that's what I think what presentation is. How, how does that move? How does it look? What size is it? Is it, you know, something that is appetizing to me? If I was the fish, that's presentation. But you tell me. But that sounds about right. I think think presentation is uh, basically any visual cue that you're presenting to the fish. I think a lot of people think uh, when they think of presentation, they think of color. Like, oh, how's your presentation? Like, oh yeah, and you just blah blah blah, share truth, and then they just you know they end it there. But for me, presentation is like any visual cue. Like color is one thing, uh, your jigging cadence, you know, whether that's you know, like reel it in slow, pop it, or just aggressive, just reeling it in. Uh, your line too, I think is part of your presentation. Yeah, you know, uh, line, color, cadence, uh, your bait profile, any visual cue is uh, is presentation related. I don't think I'm missing anything else. No, not for presentation. That sounds about right and i'm not good at it so how do you no no seriously <clears throat> how i guess you can say like any anybody can just tell you what to do but i guess in a sense what do you do that seems to be most successful when when you do your presentation of whatever you're doing are you were talking uh wipers earlier yep uh, wipers let's go to wipers well i like to I like to throw what they like to eat. You know, I think I said it before, uh, shad, anything that looks like a shad, you know, shad color, shad profile. And the thing with like white bass and wipers, they're pretty aggressive. Uh, I think a lot of people like to fish fast for them. Uh, you fish fast for white bass and wipers, but if you want to catch big ones, I think that's, that's when you want to slow things down. You know, you throw out a, a spoon or a or a jig and just you know in the summer you just throw it out burn it just reel it in they'll hit, smack it but if you want to catch a big one then you gotta slow down your presentation use a bigger lure obviously i mean 
big fish will still eat small baits, but the odds, the chances are if you throw a big bait, you won't catch as many little fish and you'll catch more big fish. So when you say um, bigger lure for, because we're talking about specific wipers, what size would you say is a good size to attract wipers? Big wipers, I, I use those Zoom, Zoom Super Flukes, five and a quarter, yeah, five and a quarter inch. So that's a pretty big bait. That's yeah. like, and instead of fishing it fast, I fish it slow. You know, a lot of people like, you know, they like to fish fast for white bass and wipers because they are mm-hmm. super aggressive. Uh, smaller ones, you know, you can catch tons of small ones. Just throw out a jig and just basically, you just throw out a jig and just reel and then they'll hit it. But with the big fish, you know, I think they're probably smarter. So if you slow things down a little bit, it looks more like a dead fish, I guess. And maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but just so everybody knows, I don't even know, man. If you if you already watch or listen to us this long, a wiper is a hybrid hybrid bass. It's a uh, mix between a striper and a white bass. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just so everybody knows, um, these things are probably some of the toughest fighters. I think pound for pound. I think the only other fish I think pound for pound that fights as tough as them is bluegills. Like, you know how small bluegills are, right? And those suckers can fight so hard. But I think wipers on the next one on the list, and actually wipers might be number one, I think, at least for fresh water. I've never did salt water, obviously. I haven't went salt. I, I went one time and I didn't catch anything, so I couldn't compare. But I think like, like, open like fresh open water. I think, I think wipers has probably been like the craziest fight when you catch anything from a five to 10 pounder. Yeah. That's, that's, that's why I love fishing for them so much. And I finally figured out what I wanted to say. (laughs) About about presentation. Yeah. uh, So if you want to catch like a whole bunch of white bass, share number, you don't care about the size. You want to catch as many as you want. Just throw on a smaller lure and fish it fast. Cause when they're like in the summertime, you know, they'll hit anything. You could throw, I wouldn't say anything, but you just throw any type of lure on and just fish it fast and they'll hit it. But if you want to catch a big one, you gotta you gotta step up your size. That way you can, you know, eliminate most of the smaller fish. You wanna fish it slow. Cause usually the bigger fish are hanging out underneath all those small fish. So if you want to catch the small fish or smaller fish, fish fast and fish smaller lures, you know, that 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 way it'll give, you know, more fish the chance to be able to take in that lure. But if you want to catch a big fish, throw a bigger lure and fish it slower. That way it uh instead of it zooming by, you know, all the little fish are chasing it. It'll it'll drop down below those smaller fish and that's where the big fish are, and then just fish it slower. Because those small fish can't hit it anyways. I mean, they'll try to hit it. One pound white bass is going to have a harder time eating a five-inch bait compared to a 10-pound wiper. To a novice like me, when you say fish slow, how do you avoid snags? Because the thing is, toss it out there, whatever, casting, and then you let it sink, and then you, whatever, the movements are slow. How do you avoid snags? Because you have five, six dollars on that lure or whatever. And you're like, 
need to get caught in a rock, whatever. I mean, what's your best advice to avoid snags on the the bottom? I guess you could say. Okay, so this is what I do when I fish the river with uh with bigger baits, and I'm fishing slow. Like I'll use a quarter ounce, three eighth ounce. You always want to keep as little slack in the line as possible. So you always have basically a direct connection to your lure. So you can feel feel everything that that lure is doing. Like if it, you know, hits bottom or if it's like being uh, slowly carried by the current. Like if you keep, if you minimize your slack and keep a tight line, oh, I wouldn't say a tight line, but a pretty um, slack-free line, you can feel everything that your lure is doing. If you just, you know, throw it up river, you got all this slack, you know, the lure is doing all sorts of stuff and you're not be able to, you won't be able to feel it because you got all this slack. So just reel up the slack. You don't have to retrieve the lure, but retrieve up all that slack. And once you have a really good connection with your lure, you feel everything that it's doing. And then you, once, once that fish hits, you'll know. So it's the slack. That's a major thing. Like, so you don't get, like you just said, so you don't get snagged. Like you can feel. Yeah, as long as you can feel what the lure is doing, it all depends on current and your weight. You know, where you throw it up uh, in, in comparison to where you're standing and how fast the current's moving. Hmm. So like if, if the current's moving pretty fast, you could you could get away with throwing it up river a little bit. I I generally don't throw it up river. I'll either throw it perpendicular to myself. And then that way I I really won't have that much slack to slack to reel up. And then as you gain more slack, just reel up the slack just enough, but not enough to actually reel start reeling in the lure. Because you just want that thing just to slowly drift down current. And if you have a connection, little slack, when I say connection with that lure, you feel everything that it's doing. Do you think that works with other like species of fish too? Yeah, walleyes. Because with walleyes, uh, you want to fish close to the bottom without actually getting hung up on the bottom. And if you have a connection with that lure, because you reel up on your slack. Um, when you're fishing for walleyes, do you fish the same way with wipers? Yep, pretty much. It's similar. Uh, okay. Unusual for walleyes. Usually, I fish smaller lures. They're just not as aggressive as wipers, to be honest. You know, I've caught tons, tons of wipers on that five and a quarter inch uh, zoom bait, but I've probably only caught less than five. And the ones that I have caught were like huge, but just going down to like three and a half inch, uh, they'll they'll hit those lures all day. We'll have to. You don't have to show me because I try to replicate what you do when I'm out there and it just doesn't work sometimes. <laughs> you ever notice I don't snag that much? I actually do notice that a lot, that you don't snag when I go fishing with you. It's just like I snag quite a bit. That's why I guess I think that's the worst part of fishing. Like when you snag and you have to retie. I mean, it's part of fishing. You got to, you know, you have to do what you have to do. Totally get that. But I think that's why I asked you that because at least a lot of fishermen, I mean, none of us are pros and I think a lot of people, they snag and I see, and it gets frustrating and even kids, you know, when they're trying to get into fishing or whatever, when they snag, it's just like, ah, that's it. You got to cut it. You got to retie it. And that's why I asked you is like, is there a specific technique or a way to, to not get snagged? So I think that helps quite a bit. Just kind of, you know, the the slack, like you were saying, I think, I mean, it, it makes sense. So you can, feeling that lure when it hits. 
Yeah, because when you reel up the slack, you you have a connection with the lure, so you feel what it's doing. And I guess like when you're talking about kids, and uh, that's why bobber fishing, you know, works so well with kids, is because uh, you know, sure, you might have a bunch of slack, but that bobber is your connection to the lure. Because what that bobber does, you know, to that lure or to that bait, what that bobber does is telling you what's happening with that lure. Like if a if a fish hits it, you know, you you visualize it. You can see it visually, you know, that it'll go down. And then like when you're jigging, if you got a whole bunch of slack and a fish hits your lure, you can't feel it. But if you reel up your slack, that's when you have your connection with the lure. Or if it bumps into a rock. No, that's that's a great explanation of how you, when you get snagged or how at least try to minimize the snag. I mean, that's a big thing. So, but, I mean, snags, <laughs> snags are going to happen. Don't get me wrong. I snag. But, yeah, I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn. But as like, like I, was, I was asking you earlier, like, you don't see me snag that much. No, I don't. I actually really don't see you snag. And that's why. And then I'm snagging and you look at me and then you give me a smile. And then and I'm just like, how are you snagging so much? I don't understand. <laughs> well, you know, it is what it is, man. <laughs> but, all right, man. So I, I think we uh, had a good convo. I think we kind of went left and right on this. We went, we started, where was, oh, we started Opal Boji. We went to presentation. We went to snagging. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, speaking of color. I think nothing beats natural. I think natural is the way to go. Like if you had, if you had to choose between colors, I'd say whatever, whatever is natural. Natural for the wipers. Next time we'll talk about how you catch crappies, how you catch bluegills, how you catch. I mean, in in regards to you, like what are your best tips in regards to that? We'll talk about that after we after after we see you do um some donkey kicks. But cheers, man. Yeah. Sure. <laughs>